Welcome to Lead Empower Grow, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs who lead productive teams, empower their communities, and grow successful businesses of their own. Today's guest is someone I've wanted on the podcast for a long time. Karen Baker is a national marketing director based in Maryland and a survivor of stage four cancer. Through sheer power of will, Karen's business did not skip a beat during her illness. She sat down with me to share the whole story. It's a good one, full of hope and resilience, and a testament to the power of the FFS1 team and how we always have each other's backs. So without further ado, here's Karen Baker. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Karen. It's so nice to see you. I wanted to start just kind of, I want to know your story. What did your life look like up until the moment you heard about First Financial Security? Well, I've been a business owner pretty much all of my adult life. I've owned a lot of different businesses, a business management consulting firm. I did that for 17, 18 years, and financial services was a service that I had for my clients because if I'm helping them with their business, then of course it's going to go into the personal and they always wanted help financially. So the financial services has been around actually this year, it's 38 years. Wow. Yeah. 38 years. So I've been working with various brokers over the years and being an independent, you kind of look for the best possible scenario that will help all of your clients. You know, it's very hard to sit in front of, let's just say, a family and you can help two people, but you can't help the other two. So for me, it's always been looking for the perfect fit, working with a broker who is connected to many different financial carriers. And I'm going to say about, ooh, time flies. <laughs> I want to say six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. my right hand in my office prior to closing it to connect with Brandy at the National Harbor was in Waldorf, Maryland. And my right hand was really upset about some of the things that were going on with the broker that I was connected to at that time. Mm. And he sneakily (laughs) went over to FFS (laughs) and um, he said, "I, I know that if I told you I was moving, you would talk me out of it. And so I couldn't come to you and say anything. And so I couldn't even say, come to a meeting. So he kind of bamboozled me and said, can you meet me at this address? Yeah. And it was an FFS meeting and Shirley Lou was speaking. Mm -hmm. I think he had been with you guys maybe two or three weeks. And when I walked in the room, she was like, oh, this is Karen Baker. And I looked at him like, you are in trouble. (laughs) Truly in trouble when we get out of this meeting. And so that's how my FFS um, introduction started. I walked into a bop. Yeah. Yep. And I'm actually glad he did it because this has been the best step that I've taken over the years. And like I said, I've I've worked with many, many different organizations and Mm -hmm. FFS is like a family to me. I mean, when I even got sick um, and I couldn't help myself with the cancer, I went to Vince. And that was before he was president. And he said, don't worry about it. 
I'm going to give it over to the president of the company at that time. And they handled it for me while literally I was on my deathbed. So mm-hmm. the, this is like a family to me. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that a lot. And I'm just so glad you had that experience. You it, speaking openly also about you're a cancer survivor. And I'm so happy that FFS was so flexible and, and caring and would you walk me through the cancer story? How into FFS did it start? I, I knew something was wrong in 2016. Mm-hmm. The doctors kind of ignored the signs. Oh. And I was at my office at the harbor. And I couldn't, I couldn't get up after my last appointment. I was in so much pain. And um, I remember literally crying as the client walked out, I couldn't even walk them to the door. And I was thinking, how am I going to get to my car? I couldn't even put my, my shoes on. And I remember walking out and the guard said to me, you know, Miss Karen, you know, what's wrong? Can I, can I help? And uh, I was like, I just need to get to my car. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, that was 2019. I went to the doctors and I got the diagnosis the 26th of December, 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did not know um, what type of cancer I had. They just basically said that it was stage four because it was from head to toe. Mm. My journey started um, with the chemo and everything 2020, the first week of January it was just grueling. I mean, to the point where I I couldn't lift my head. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't do all that. Thank God for my children. Mm -hmm. Um, March of 2020, you know, I had a conversation with my oldest daughter and um, I said to her, you know, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to make it financially. Mm -hmm. She looked at me and she was like, mom, for real? She was like, all those products that you have. <laughs> she said, I, I know that you can call somebody to help you, you know, file a claim or, you know, do something with one of your policies. And that's when I actually called Vince. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, don't worry about it. And I'll get Meg involved. And, you know, between her and I will get it done. And they did just that. It was kind of ironic because... I did reach out to the insurance company first and they were giving me the runaround. Yeah. And Vince was like, no worries. You just concentrate on getting better. Mm-hmm. And Meg said, I hope you don't mind me uh, taking the lead and, you know, being in contact with the insurance company and I'll, you know, send you emails and texts on, you know, the claim and how it works. And she, between the two of them, they handled it. That's so incredible. When I realized it a couple of weeks later, I had used the living benefits mm-hmm. and got a check for 134000 tax-free. Oh, gosh, yeah. Thank God. That's like a one of those real-life kind of superhero moments, or at least the things we can do for each other. And I wondered if, I mean, there's no way that your children could be prepared for something like this, any of that news, but I wondered if in the industry we are in, like a, they they knew clearly the products, and they were, I wondered if that, you know, at least prepared them a little bit to know the ins and outs of this kind of thing. It's interesting because you know how, I I don't know if you have kids or not, but with mine, (laughs) they grew up in the business. 
Yeah. They grew up with mommy. Mommy has always been a, an entrepreneur. And I've always, you know, even from the time when they were in the crib, mm-hmm. when I was doing my appointments around their sleeping pattern. <laughs> so I would have the crib next to my, my desk and I would get on the phone when they were asleep. So they grew up with me working with clients and, you know, that type of thing. So you just don't know how your kids are listening when you talk about financial mm-hmm. literacy and financial wellness. And that's been my mission pretty much all of my life, trying to educate people surrounding how money works. Mm-hmm. So when she said that to me, literally when I was on my deathbed, that I, all I could do was cry because I was like, wow, they really are listening. Yeah. When she said that to me, she was like, mommy, for real? I mean, we were crying because of the, you know, the diagnosis and me being sick and them having to come back and literally stop their lives to come and help mommy. Mm-hmm. It, that, that touched my heart. Yeah. That yeah. was a, a great aha moment. Yes, they are listening. Yeah. It's crazy how much we absorb. Yeah. Our brain's like a sponge, especially for our parents. Yeah. That's so nice. And wow, to have the sickness during, I mean, that was March 2020 during, right in the middle of all of it. How how long was that harrowing process or when did you become cancer free? My, the type of cancer that I had is called multiple myeloma and I had the, the most advanced stage. And mm-hmm. that is a bone marrow blood bone cancer. Oh, yeah. They looked at it and said, oh, it was stage four, even though they don't have stages in that specific type mm-hmm. but because they saw it and it was from head to toe um they just assumed in the initial um diagnosis that it was now the doctors pretty much said that they don't know they didn't know how long it would take they had given me a death sentence they didn't think i was going to live past 2020 So I was in and out of remission to the point of this being so aggressive that it was almost like COVID where it kind of mutates because it's in your blood. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was in and out of remission three times between 2020 and 2022, three times. And it wasn't until they said the, the only thing that they thought would help was if I did a stem cell transplant. I did the stem cell transplant, which is a very invasive procedure. I'm still healing from that. Mm -hmm. It takes probably about two years. And I did that in September. Okay. Yeah. And I was in the hospital for two, two and a half months. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about October, November. I came home right before um, the end of of October, November. Mm -hmm. I came home 24-7 care. So I had to have four caregivers literally preparing foods for me, helping me and that that whole thing. So I'm just now coming out of that. Of course. Yeah. 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 And how are you doing now? So those caretakers aren't, they're not anymore. Just, just self-healing. Self-healing time um, to heal, not, you know, working too much. And it's funny. I remember saying that to Vince and he said, well, you're not working too much is kind of equivalent to people working full time. Right. <laughs> I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, it's just kind of hard to shut that down. Of course. Yeah. But as of today, I am not just in remission. I am totally cancer free. They see no cancer in my blood. Amazing. So, wow. um, 
I'm just, you know, working and still, you know, trying to help as many people as possible. And as long as I have breath in my body, this is what I love to do. I'm going to continue to help people get to their financial goal, regardless of where I am. I mean, I had the computer in my bed. Believe it or not, my best months were through the cancer because I had the computer in the bed. I couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. My great big cash flow months were during actually those times. You just, for me, I, I just get a warm feeling when I help people financially. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't look at the money. I look at if I take care of someone else, I know God will take care of me. So that's mm-hmm. how I run the business. Right. Yeah. To have that purpose is nice. And I had heard your story at a leaders convention a year or two ago, and but even I didn't know how recently you had come out. And so I'm incredibly thankful that you came on. And speaking to what you just said, you help so many people and... I was just wondering if you had any like specific stories or maybe the first time you were like, wow, this business can really help. What else comes to mind in, like when you're just digging around and being like, how I help people is how I am driven and why I do the things I do. Do you have any stories? Well, for me, because I'm a living, breathing example of how being financially prepared for the unknowns of life. I mean, I'm that person when people are like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. There's no such thing as, you know, the IULs. Yeah. Oh, you know, people talk about that and it's it's it doesn't really work the way you say it works. Because I am that living, breathing example of, one, how you really do have to be prepared. You know, so the impact that I have, I feel every time I sit down in front of a person, because I use my own story. I'm the example that I talk mm-hmm. about, when, especially when, when you have a non-believer sitting in front of you, like you have insurance on your cell phone. Mm. Yeah. You <laughs> prepare for, you know, the unknowns with a savings account. Mm-hmm. So why is it that you don't prepare for the things that may happen and you just don't know? So my impact is one, always be prepared. I use myself as an example. The plan that I used, the living benefit, was the last plan that I got before I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And I had only had that plan two and a half years, about two and a half years. And I was paying $300 a month. So I put maybe about maybe $8,000 into that plan. Mm -hmm. But for the return of $134,000, that's like a no-brainer. It's total math. Mm-hmm. So when people are, are saying, oh, I don't have $200 or I don't have, you know, $100 or I don't have. And I said, but you can't afford not to have it mm-hmm. because what happens if you're like me where I'm down for 12 months, 14 months on and off, 18 months on and off, no, you know, no income coming in. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You start losing stuff. So you can't afford not to prepare financially for the things that will come up the longer you live. Mm-hmm. And when I sit down and I talk to people, they're like, wow, you're absolutely right because you don't know. For me, mm-hmm. you know, it, to me, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It happens to the healthiest people too, of course. Yeah, yep. This is the important thing to spend your money on. This is the important thing to invest in is your health and 
future and you know your protection yeah it's hard for the non-believers but it it just takes one little turn of the screw to one perspective shift to be like but this is what i should be caring about and not a cell phone protection plan if because it is something that will happen it's the one truth in life it'll happen to everybody everyone gets to the end of the road we might as well protecting our own health and then also protecting our children and the financial legacy of our families yeah it's it's kind of crazy when I sit down and I do the financial analysis with every client, because one of the questions I ask is, how much is your car note? Oh, I I pay $600 for my car, or I pay $500 for my car, or something like that. And my statement to them is, is your car more important than your health and your family's legacy, mm-hmm. even to stretch it to generational wealth? And they kind of look at me and I say, my reason for asking that is if you're putting $1,200 into your car every month, why are you not putting $1,200 at least away for your financial future? I don't care how you put it in your portfolio, but I look at the whole financial portfolio. So I'm looking at, do you have it in your emergency fund? Do you have it in your savings account? Do you have it in your retirement account? Do you have it in your life insurance? Do you have it in your children's college savings fund? If you don't, shame on you. Mm-hmm. You're putting more priority on your car. It's a great example because it's the minute you drive a car off the lot, like the value is floating away. You know, it's sinking money into something versus like the true long term. Yeah, it's a great example. Opposites. I think I just have a few more questions or maybe one more about like what you're looking to. Obviously, your healing. But I was wondering if you had any goals or what things were looking like now that you're just kind of landed on your feet or getting back to the office? You know what? Honestly, my business didn't skip a beat. It did not skip a beat. I didn't stop doing what I was doing. My best months have continued since 2020. Yeah. Uh, so this is the type of business, and this is why I love it. As long as you have a phone, you can do business. And so I don't have to be in front of them literally face to face because we learned that in uh, 2020 with COVID. And so because of that, it has created a whole nother level, a whole nother platform of getting the education out to the masses. Yeah. So for me, I'm still on track. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's continue to do what I've been doing. The only thing that I would say that I want this year for the business is to find another me. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, replicating. <laughs> but as far as what would I change or would it? Nope, I wouldn't change a thing. Amazing. I've kind of figured out what works for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just trying to share some of the tactics and the strategies with my team mm-hmm. to get them to stay focused and, you know, just create this whole process for them because what works for me doesn't necessarily work for everybody else but everybody has to kind of figure out their own niche and it takes time it takes determination it takes consistency it takes passion you know this is one of those businesses that if you really are not passionate about helping people financially and going through the trenches and running the numbers and sitting down and creating a, a blueprint or a map or a guide for you know everybody in the family then this is not the business for you It really isn't because that's what I do day in and day out, you know, with every client, 
no matter what their age is, no matter whether they're a business owner or not, whether it's a corporation or a government department. And I mean, I work with everybody, whether it's a church or, you know, so you've got to have that passion to be like, whatever the problem is financially, Mm -hmm. no worries. I'll work out a plan so that you can get to your financial goals. So that's where I sit Mm -hmm. and I love it. Yep. The passion the drive and the purpose is what you have in spades. You've been such an awesome and inspiring example for us. And I wondered if you, as we wrap up, had any closing thoughts or anything you wanted to give out there to any agent, maybe new, or maybe who's going through a tough time as well. Or I would just say that don't let life's situations or challenges stop you from your passion and your goals. I wrote a book on my deathbed in 2020. Wow. And I was amazed because, you know, over the years, you know, I I do a lot of speaking engagements. And, you know, at the end of every speaking engagement, someone will always come up to me and say, you know, I want to buy your book. And I'm like, me? Write a book? Are you kidding me? I don't have time to (laughs) sit and think and put it on paper and all of that. Well, I was in bed. Yeah. was in pain. And I needed something to take my my mind off of where I was and I spoke to another agent who actually is is also uh, an author Mm. and he said no 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 I want you to talk to my publisher and and see if they feel that you have something worth writing that someone would be interested in and when I spoke to his publisher he was like absolutely let's start so I did I wrote the book in like four months Amazing. Wow. Yeah. So my my statement to anyone in the business is, one, you got to have the passion for it. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that life is going to happen. But when life happens, it doesn't mean stop. That just means figure out a schedule to get through and make it a project. Like, you know, to me, the cancer was just a project. It was something that was happening. That wasn't who I was. Mm -hmm. That was just something that was happening. And I knew that I was going to get through it, even though the doctor said, you're going to die in 2020. So my thing is never, ever, ever give up. Don't listen to the naysayers. Understand that you may be the only one in your family taking this journey and it's okay to be alone because even though you're alone within your family or your friends, FFS is there as your family to help you out. And I'm an example of that. You know, thank you so much, FFS, for giving me this opportunity. I love you guys. You guys have been there for me through the ups and downs, and I'm going to continue doing my God's given gift. There you go. Thank you. We always have your back. And thank you so much for being out there and being such an inspiring example. And couldn't have put it better myself. I doubt anyone has. So thank you so much, Karen, for coming on the podcast. It was great. Thank you to all of you who listened today. I hope Karen's story gave you hope and resilience and faith in these products and the agents that sell them to families who need protection, financial security, and peace of mind. And to hear more about financial services from entrepreneurs like Karen, You can listen through our past episodes in our feed at firstfinancialsecurity.com. While you're at our website, you can check out our blogs about financial services. And, of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to listen to new Lead Empower Grow episodes the moment they air. Till next time, thank you for listening.